0: remain in this uh in this atmosphere right now Uh, i want to share a couple things and i want to invite you to join me for a time of prayer and intercession this really is a um, remarkable time uh, to be called on the earth i'm just telling you that you know that as well and uh, let me share a few things i first let me say every monday morning we meet here at 7 a.m. Whoever can come. There's just a few. It doesn't matter. There's always been at least two. And then the Lord shows up. But we meet from 7 till around 12 or 1 o'clock. We have some that stay and just to intercede, pray for the nation, pray for revival, uh, pray for our families. This is especially a, a critical month. Uh, someone was sharing with me. Mike Bickle shared a word. I guess it was last night of how critical this month is most of the prophetic voices are are declaring that that October really is a critical time that we we really would press in and spend time in intercession seek the heart of God intercede for what the Lord wants to do in our nation and in the earth there's some amazing things happening and I'm going to invite you to come up in just a few moments I want to mention three of those things first of all I briefly mentioned last week that I'd had a dream about something that was on the horizon and uh, the Lord shows us these things so that we'll intercede and pray, repent, so you can impact, push back darkness. Some of you know that. So he gives you prophetic dreams, not just to say, boy, that was great. I I appreciate that, but to make a difference. It gives you strategy. Well, let me introduce by this, that over in Isaiah talks about the fall of Babylon. And the Lord says, go and set a watchman and let him declare what he sees. And the Lord reminded me of that this morning, you know, as there are evangelists and then, but we're all to do the work of an evangelist, right? Well, so also there are watchmen, but as a shepherd especially, we're watchmen. I'm going to be held responsible. And, uh, you know, those, there are those you've been called a watchman over to share the word and to give warning and to give direction, but... But in this dream, this dream was a couple weeks ago, and after what's happening this week, it means more to me than ever. And in the dream, I was sitting with about four other men. We were around a a soldier, a United States soldier. I knew he was a soldier because, um, you know, I was singing in my mind patriotic songs. It was going one after another in the dream from the halls of Montezuma, you know, and anchors away. And all of those songs, they were in my mind. I woke up from this dream singing those songs, which made me think this really is real. But this soldier had been severely wounded and was near the point of death. And I knew that it represented the United States military, that there was coming a great conflict. And if we did not intercede, we would suffer a great defeat. And I saw these men around me, and they were all weeping. We were all just... Broken, crushed over what had happened and the thought came to me this is the time that you're going to have that you have to share the reason for the hope that is within you because a lot of folks are going to want to know why you have this hope does that make sense but also I felt like we could intercede and pray and cry out to God and then after hearing what's happening in Syria our own government is the one who's telling most of the lies you know that Of what's happening in Syria. And this is a very dangerous time in the earth. I saw where China has also joined with Russia. They've sent aircraft or forces there. Iran. And um, we have to intercede, guys. We've got to pray like we've never prayed before. That God would awaken our leaders to the truth. That a spirit of truth would prevail in Washington, D.C. Now, I know that would be a miracle. But listen, our God, things are things that are impossible with man are possible with God and we've got to press in and pray this pray that God will raise up counselors men of statue that will go to our leaders and say thus saith the Lord and the fear of God will come on our leaders they have no fear of God before their eyes right now but when God sends the prophets they will have a fear of the Lord because God will back up their words and so let's pray God will raise them up and uh, but that 's one thing we want to pray we can that vision I saw of our military being greatly wounded and near near death, that scene waking up singing those patriotic songs. I think we can change it if the church would pray. The second thing is Oregon. You know what happened? I mean, I know that there are other examples, but I mean, for the first time on a mass scale, Christians were systematically targeted for destruction for death in America it's happening all over the earth it is a spirit because we see that and we say how could this be the man must be out of his mind well he is in a way because of the demonic oppression the doors that have opened in America a spirit of lawlessness and so it's time to pray church it is really time to pray I mean it may have happened in Oregon that's Oregon but the, the, the demons are all in every state in America right now. So we got to pray. And uh, we can have an impact there. And then, of course, what's happening right—and this is the good part. don oh, I'm glad you didn't leave in the middle of it. But the good part is what's happening in the natural right now in South Carolina is unbelievable. It's historic. If you've seen the radar, it's like a spigot has been turned on. And Charleston is just getting a deluge. Water, just unbelievable historical amounts of water are flooding Charleston and now up in Columbia and all of South Carolina. Here's the scriptures the Lord put on my heart. Then the Lord will be seen over them and his arrow will go forth like lightning and go with whirlwinds from the south. The Lord of hosts will defend them and he shall devour and subdue speaking of their enemies. Then the Lord their God will save them in that day as the flock of his people, for they shall be like the jewels of a crown lifted like a banner over his land. Then verse 10, now that gives us the introduction of what we're to do. It says, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. For the Lord will make flashing clouds and he will give them showers of rain, grass in the field for everyone. For the idols speak delusion, and they speak of false dreams, and they comfort my people, but it's falsely. And then it says, Therefore the people win their way like sheep, or they're in trouble because of their shepherds, or they're no shepherd. And when I read that, the Lord quickened me. He said that shepherds right now should be preparing their people for war, not just in the natural. That can be changed by intercession, but there are battles in the Spirit right now. And he says in verse 3, My anger is kindled against the shepherds, and I will punish them. For the Lord of hosts will visit his flock, the, the house of Judah, and will make them as his royal horse in the battle. See, God's employing his people for the spiritual conflict that's happening. It, there's a picture in the natural, but it's in the spirit. How I many of you know the real battle is in the spirit? Well, guess where the army is? Right here. It's us. There's no one else going to fight this battle. And the Lord says, I've called you to be a royal horse in the battle. And they shall be like mighty men who shall tread down their enemies in the mire of the streets in the battle. And they shall fight because the Lord is with them. And the riders on horses shall be put to shame. And that speaks of the flesh, those riding on the horses of flesh. Does that make sense? We got stuff to pray about. If you want to join me... We have a whole lot of room at the altar this morning. You can lay out or just come join me on your knees. But I want to pray for these three things. And then touch the heart of heaven. We want to. Cry out to God. Cry out to heaven. Make our appeal. He said my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. And this nation needs the church right now to be on its knees. If the church is not on its knees in this hour, I'm telling you, God's going to give an answer. He's going to demand his shepherds give an account for not preparing the people and calling them to the battle, to the streets. Father, we come right now, Lord. We humble ourselves. We appeal to heaven. Lord, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us. Thank you for the name of Jesus, the, great, the name that is greater than every name. Lord, you said that we would be a house of prayer for a purpose. And Lord, we see what's happening in Syria, and we see and we hear the, our own deceptions and our own government. And God, our heart cries out. We know our answer is not in Washington. Our answer is in the courts of heaven. And so we cry out to the King of glory, that god you would break out in truth over this land that god you would expose lies and deception that you would peel back those things that are being plotted in secret places that the truth would emerge god we're a people we we want the truth in america people are hungry for truth and god we ask you give us that love for truth and let truth prevail raise up watchmen Raise up those who have a voice to go to our leaders and say, Thus saith the Lord, this is the way, walk ye in it. God, raise them up. Send them forth, Lord. But we ask you to give our leaders hearts to hear. Give them ears to hear, God. Turn them, Lord. Let the fear of God pass before them that they could not but help seek the truth. Lord, we pray for a spirit of repentance to fall upon our nation's leaders upon the church in America. God, how many today are carrying on like nothing is happening and the people are about to fall into great trouble. God, we ask you to awaken the church in America. Awaken the pastors, the shepherds, Lord. God, we pray for Oregon. We pray for the families that lost loved ones. God, we ask you to comfort them. Lord, they're just like us. It could happen in Wilkesboro. It could happen anywhere. Lord, we ask you to lift them up. God, raise up pastors, people, intercessors to speak. Thus saith the Lord to those people. Comfort them. Comfort your people, God. Lord, thank you for the students. Lord, that they knew they would be shot if they stood for you. And yet there had to have been some that said, I'm a Christian, knowing they would lose their life in America. God, we thank you for the blood of the martyrs. We thank you for those that would not deny their faith. All over the world that's happening. God, awaken us to the hour. Don't let us be a sleeping giant. God, cause us to be awake. And to intercede, we pray, God, that this darkness would be exposed in America. This spirit would be pushed back. God, we want to be a people, not just survive in the darkness. We want to overcome it. You said you're coming for overcomers. We pray, God, raise up the church to overcome. We push back this evil that's rising up. It's a spirit, not flesh and blood. It's a spirit. We declare the Lordship of Christ. And then, God, we pray for Charleston, Columbia. Lord, how could it rain so much? But, Lord, you said, ask of me for rain in the days of the latter rain. So, Lord, we're asking that what we've seen in the natural that's historic, we would see in the spirit, and it would be historic that, God, there would be an outpouring of the river of God, an outpouring of the Spirit on every, in every state, on every church that lifts up Jesus. God, we're asking, Lord, this is the hour. This is the time. Lord, let the Spirit of God break out in our nation. We're crying out for revival in the land. We're crying out for an awakening. Oh, God, it's not normal. Forgive us for living as if life is normal. Peace and safety. When there's no peace and safety. God, thank you for showing us, giving us strategy. We pray, come, heaven, break out, break out, break out, break out in our families, in our children, the harvest. God, push back the darkness until every single one is one to the Lord. That is to be one in this hour. We pray for a mighty harvest of God. Weep this land, God, with your glory. Peel back the curtains, God. Open the gates and let the King of glory come into America again. We need you, God. We're crying out to you. There's no help helping man. Our only hope is in God. And we cry out to heaven. We cry out to you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. Our trust is in you. Now, Lord, I pray for these people. Every one of us will be like those royal horses ready for battle. In the name of Jesus, for the anointing for this hour. We may not be called to Washington, but we're called to our areas, our families, our city, our workplaces, our schools. God, raise up an army to penetrate the darkness and spoil the plans of the enemy. We thank you for the cross, the finished work of Calvary, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Baptize us afresh with fire, God. Lord, thank you we we were chosen for this moment in America. And, Lord, we know a lot of people can't see, but, Lord, we don't care if they can't see. We see, and we're going after you with all our heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for those who joined me this morning. And I pray it's happening all over America, God. Please, don't let, it ha- don't let things go on normal. It ain't normal. Nothing's normal anymore. In the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Declare it. Our God reigns. He reigns. Jesus reigns. Jesus reigns. Jesus reigns. He is King. He is king over America. He is king over South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. God, let a great awakening erupt in Charleston like never before, like never before. Strengthen the intercessors in Charleston, God. Thank you, Lord. The blood of the martyrs is there too. Let it erupt there, God. Great revival in South Carolina and in North Carolina and in Tennessee, and in Kentucky, and in Georgia, yell out your own state, and in Louisiana, and in Mississippi, and in Oregon, and in Washington, and in Colorado, New Mexico, California, Washington, oh God, pour out Idaho, Minnesota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Delaware, in the name of Jesus, Virginia, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, God, touch America, Missouri. Missouri, thank you, Lord, for Kansas City. Thank you for those guys there, Lord, carrying the torch of intercession for so long. Bless them, Lord. Thank you for Mike. Thank you for that great ministry, Lord. Thank you for Bethel. We get to get in on what is going on in Bethel this morning. Thank you for Redding, California. Thank you, God. Now, Lord, thank you. We've touched America today. One more thing. Send revival to Iraq. Send a re- revival to Iran, Syria. Lord, those believers under such persecution. God, show them your power. Show them your greatness there. Lord, surround Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' strong name and all of God's people's said, amen. Thank you for joining me. Praise the Lord. And as you go back to your seats, you know, we sing that song, Lord, interrupt our plans, throw our agendas out. We, we, we well, we got to believe that. This was the heart of God. I couldn't get over it. Now, when you go and share what this pastor saw, you got to tell the rest of the story. We can intervene here, we can turn the tide of darkness, right? Everybody understand that? I know there are certain things God says, Thus saith the Lord, it will be. Others, there's an if behind it. If my people pray. If my people turn. Hey, just remain in an attitude of worship, one of the great joys we have is to baptize people into the kingdom. We've been using our baptism lately. We're just getting warmed up, and it's going to be uh, nonstop, I'm telling you, before it's all said and done. But uh, this morning, come on up. First, we have Janae Taylor, and uh, she's been attending our church for just a little while, and last Sunday, she rededicated her life to Jesus, and, uh, and she said she want to live for him, and she contacted us, and she said, I want to be baptized. Can I be baptized? And I said, well, we just happen to have water, and we can do that, but no, we're really grateful for Janae, and baptism is that outward testimony to the world that that I used to be dead in sin, but I'm alive now in Christ Jesus. And, and so is it, Janae, is it your desire to live for Jesus the rest of your life? Yes. You believe he lived, died, and rose from the dead? Yes. Amen. That's the promise. If you just hold right there. Yeah. On top. Okay. So, Lord, Janae, right now, she comes to you. Confessing her faith, she was sprinkled as a little child. Lord, she comes now to get business, get serious, and we thank you for her commitment to Jesus. So, Lord, we just join in agreement. Lord, she's a child of the King, and we ask God just the Holy Spirit would come upon her. We baptize her, Lord, just like a dove, anoint her for your purpose, Lord. And so, Janae, upon your profession of faith, we now baptize you in the name of the Father. The Son and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Lord. Lord, we bless Janae now. Come upon her. Anoint her. Spirit of heaven, spirit of the living God, fall fresh on Renee. Use her greatly, Lord. Janae, in the strong name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
1: awesome because I was seeing that a
2: song over you as well. So I'm gonna bless you.
0: Amen. Then we have Ray Ortiz. He was sprinkled too as a child, but he'd never been immersed in baptism. So, Ray, you want to say anything?
3: I just want to give my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, all the glory, praise, and thanksgiving for Him. And I guess He just told me He's not done with me yet, so...
0: So, ray upon your profession of faith. We see the Lord doing great things in you. And we just honor the Lord. And we baptize you now by immersion in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus would now come upon Ray and anoint him, use him, raise him up, Lord, for your purpose for this hour. We bless him in Jesus' strong name. Amen. All right, God bless you. Teresa Dedman, give her a hand. She's from Bethel, part of the staff. Where'd she go? She's coming. Yeah, she's been on staff down at at Bethel for years and part of the the ministry team there. So, welcome.
3: Thank you so much. It is so good to be here. I just am so excited for this morning. And I went and I was able, yes, I was able to go to the uh, All Around Moravian yesterday. And see the beauty of Moravian Falls. Who here loves the beauty of Moravian Falls? It's probably why, one of the reasons why you're here. Uh, and I felt like the Lord has a word for, for Moravian Falls. Are you ready for that? You guys want more? At Bethel Church, we always say that God is good and that he's in a good mood. I mean, even though things happen in the world, he knows the answer. Amen. And he put you here in Moravian Falls or visiting because he wants you to know that God's going to give you today creative solutions because he's that good. God is not a God that is not generous, but he loves to equip us for the things that are happening all around the world because he trusts his saints. And you are his saint. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am a saint. That's right. That's right. You have power. You have the living God living in you, and he wants to transform your life. Doesn't that make you feel good? The church is beginning to wake up to how good is, and that means that because you're a part of his family, He wants to give you good things because he's a good father, which is what we sang, which is what I love. He is a good, good father. And today I just want to start to pray, and then we're going to go right into a message that you will never forget. Because creativity, which I'm going to be talking about today and transforming culture and transforming us, we always will remember it. How many of you have a song that you can't get out of your head? Come on. Or a movie, and all of a sudden you have images in your head, or a photograph, or something that God's doing. That's because creativity is cellular, and you just don't forget. And that's why he created us creative. And so this is what we're going to be talking about today. So let's go ahead. Let's pray. Put your hand on your heart. Jesus, I just release a prophetic anointing over this place, that this place is going to see shifts and changes happening because of the grace of God that's here. And I pray for each and every heart to be opened to the presence of God in ways that they haven't even understood because you want to give fresh bread every day everything that's going on in their lives and in the lives around them. And so, Father, pour out your Spirit. Let this be a Joel 2 anointing this morning where the power of God is being freshly poured out. We're prophesying. We're dreaming. We're seeing things shift and change will come about because our hearts are opened to what you have to say today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... I'm just going to have Mary get me some water, and I'm going to begin. I Quickly, I wanted just to go over some of my product that you might want to know about. I have a book called Born to Create. Oh, thank you, Shirley We Thank you for that. A book called Born to Create, and this book is my journey on creativity and what God has for us. Now, a lot of you are familiar with Bethel. Raise your hand if you know about Bethel, Bill Johnson. Raise your hand. Sweet. If you don't It's in Redding, California, which is in Northern California, and Bill was called there to really transform and bring culture and bring revival. And so he's an amazing man who walks in incredible healing, but also in allowing the Holy Spirit to move. And so in 2002, I had the privilege of going up there and doing our school of ministry. And then in 2003, I was asked to come on staff overseeing our second year which now is about, I think about 600 people, and our first year holds is about 1,200. And then we also have a third year program. And so it's blossoming, it's growing. So I've been involved on pastoral staff there since 2003. And then I also head up the creative arts. So about four or five years ago, all of the testimonies about what God was doing out in the marketplace through creativity began to explode. Kind of like the fireworks on the 4th of July. And I began to get calls. Can you come to Russia? Can you talk about God being creative and release my people to go out in the marketplace? Of course. Can you come South Africa and Singapore and for the Philippines? And so I'm seeing the body of Christ come alive because everybody has a gift. Everyone here in this room is creative. Genesis 1-1 says, In the beginning God Say it literally loud, church. Okay, his first words were that he was creator God. It wasn't that he was the savior, although that's the the pinnacle of what we believe. And it wasn't that he was the high priest, but it was that he was the creator. And then in Genesis 127, it says that you and I were made in his image which means that therefore you are creative. you're creative. And that is very important to God because he's creating right now. And he wants us to get in touch with the fact that we are creative. Now many of us out there when we think of the word creative, we think of art, we think of writing, we think of all different kinds of stuff. But creativity is any thought that you have that no one else has had. And creativity can take all different kinds of of forms. Aren't you glad that people are creative back there with sound today? Yeah. See, creativity has many different shapes and forms, but it all, if it's underneath the power of God can creatively transform culture. We understand about the things that, what the enemy can do to destroy culture. Do you know what I'm talking about? In all the different creative art forms, and in society, with guns, with, you know, what happened in Oregon, what we just talked about. But somehow, we as the body of Christ, we have forgotten that we have creative solutions to transform that. And so I want you just to repeat after me. Say, I release my creativity to transform the world around you. Now, I don't know about you, but I was raised in, in a culture where I thought that I had to perform for love. Anybody else feel that way? And I thought that in, even in creativity that I had to create something so that people would like what I created. And you start to play this performance role of going around, and somehow you lose your own originality. Somehow you distrust how God has created you to be. Because you're so afraid of being different. But God... Never in scripture put anyone down for being creative. He never put anyone down for having different ideas. In fact, he blessed them. And today, it's time for you to receive the fact that God gives you permission to creatively ask Him to release who you are, so that others can see the fullness of God. Because if you out there do not release who you are, we will not see a part of God that can transform here. That's why what Pastor David and Shirley are going after in reaching out to the lost. Some of you are going to probably face paint, do balloons, do art, Give away water. Reach out this way. Reach out that way. Maybe you can bake something. Maybe you can, but whatever creatively you can do, don't you think that people need it here? And through that, we start to look like Jesus. Because Jesus is not a program. Jesus is not a bunch of rules. Jesus wants to live in you uniquely to transform the people around you. Matthew 28, he told you to go. And he didn't say how. He didn't say, oh, you have to go when you've memorized 10 scriptures and you've done this and you've done that. He said, get on and go! And I will tell you what to say or what to create or what to do. And that's the power of God living inside of you. So God wants to set people free today. He wants to set you free from thinking that that you're not enough. He wants to set you free from thinking that God would never use you. And he wants to say, hey you, yeah, let's go out. me yeah you oh but wait a second hold on uh i've never done this before it's okay i'll show you how oh but i'm scared oh it's okay i'll be with you but i'm alone no the church wants to go out too your friends want to go out too the power that's living inside of you, you will never know what's on the other side until you take a big leap of faith and jump in and find out how good God is through you, not through a pastor, not through a person you see on TV, but through you. See, I will never change this area, because I don't live here like you, because you know people. And it's your season. It's your time. So this book, Born to Create, I say I was coloring inside the lines of other people's expectations, which left my signature out of the picture. And so if you want to get inspired to find out how your imagination can be sanctified, how you can walk in supernatural power through healing and through prophetic ministry, through creativity, you got to get this book. I think I have about 12 left back there. So make sure that you get that back there after the service. I also have prints. Like, this is a print that I did. And then I have prophetic words in, um, in the back. And it says, You carry living waters to set cities ablaze with the glory of God. Open up to what has been given to, to you in your hand. And it will be multiplied. As you do this, heaven comes to earth as the cities of this world become the cities of our God. Now, don't you want to focus upon God? See, prophetic art is focusing the truth about who God is and bringing it in every time you see it. Who loves the Moravian movement? Raise your hands. I'm sure you wouldn't be here unless you. Moravian movement, this is Moravian Falls. How did Count Zinzendorf in the 1700s get a revelation at 19 years of age of starting this whole movement? How did he do that? Well, I'll tell you how. He was sat down, and he was looking at a painting in a museum. And it was of Jesus, and he was crucified. And on the bottom, the inscription said, For what I've done for you, what will you do for me? someone's creativity started the Moravian movement. Someone was bold enough to say, Holy Spirit, when Jesus died on the cross, how can I capture that within a painting? And that changed the revolution of what you are in now and started the modern movement in missions. I think God's happy about that. I also bring about somebody when I travel, and I wanted to introduce you to him. He's called the happy Jesus. Now, in this room, I just want to ask you a question. How many of you people in this room feel like people around the world don't know that Jesus is happy? When I was in Russia, I had this little old lady that came up to me, and she was talking in Russian, and the interpreter said, She goes, she goes, she's saying, I didn't know that Jesus had teeth. (laughs) And I said, I think probably 90% of the population doesn't understand it. But this is the thing, everyone. If we don't see God as happy, will we think that he wants us to be happy? Will we think that God really loves us? No. And this is, this is the whole thing. Is Jesus was anointed, anointed with joy above his companions. And so we need to understand that's the power of creativity to transform culture. So I have um, prints back there that you can also get. And then I also have Mama Heidi Loves. This is a book on Heidi Baker's life and, that I illustrated. And I love this. Okay, I am such an advocate of something. I love education. I love reading. I have a little grandbaby who's nine months old, but I have to tell you, this is the book I would read to her every night, because it's the story of a woman who raises people from the dead and goes into villages and heals the sick. Okay, Mother Goose is great, but hey, come on, Heidi Baker wins in my my thing. So if you have any kids, you need to get this. I only think I have five copies left, but Those are important resources that you can get. I also have a DVD series that you can get, one, two, and three, on creating supernaturally. There's three DVDs in there, plus a workbook of how you can grow and what we're, we're talking about today. But I'm gonna start now with my PowerPoint. Yay! Thank you, mighty men. And the ones that you see, the pictures in here are pictures that I have painted before, and the paintings, the ones out there are also paintings that I've done as well. But we're talking about the creative power that lives inside of us. And Jesus promises to give us keys. Keys to the kingdom. And the interesting thing about the Bible, who here loves the Bible like I do? It's the Word of God. Did you know that the Bible is 10% instruction, 15% poems and poetry, and it is 75% story. God is into stories. He's into creative things like that, and he wants to show us the stories of our life. And right now, I want to ask those that painted to come on up here, and we're going to show you what God is saying about your story. Now, we've partnered up writers and artists here Because we believe that God is speaking to us all the time, and he wants to prophesy. He wants to speak life to some of you out there. So come on up here. So when they call you up, just come on up forward, and they're going to uh, be giving away their art. So let's have you come right up here. Yeah, for the camera. Okay, all right, Amber Joy. I will hold the painting and tell me who this is for.
1: This is for a Nana who has eight grandchildren.
3: Okay, is there a nana who has eight grandchildren right over here? Wow, come on, Jesus. That's a very specific word. Woo! And uh, tell us your name for the camera. Aunt Phillips. Aunt Phillips, come on up here. Just stand right next, oops, stand next to me on the left. And then um, why don't you explain this painting? Um, my nana did not start painting until she was 65. I used her paints today, and this was, it's a new seed. It's something new that the Lord wants to do in you. It's just a brand new thing, something that you've had in your mind, like, oh, maybe I'd want to, maybe ever, I don't know if I could do that, but I just say a go. Get it. And then I am breaking open the heavens over you. Your heart is good ground. I'm doing a new thing, and through your into our intimacy, my seed is springing forth. That
1: um, my seed is springing forth in you. My glory is broken through the night season. Stay planted in my presence, and your strength and spirit will be made new.
3: Okay, so Anne, what does this mean to you?
4: Well, um, <laughs> I have been um, told that.
3: The prophetic team here that I was supposed to, that they saw me as an author, and wow. um, so I was just even contemplating maybe writing a book. Wow. But um, uh, it's interesting that your Nana didn't start drawing till she was 65, and I'm 65. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Woo, okay. So out there online, if you have a heart to write, I want you to stand up. You in this room, if you have a heart to write, I want you to stand up. Yeah, don't be shy. This is a seed. It doesn't have to be here already. A seed takes time. Look at you. This is awesome. Put your hands out. Put your hands out if you're, yeah. Just repeat after me. Lord, I receive this seed to write what no one else can write. Holy Spirit, anoint me to transform culture through what I alone can create with you. Just receive that seed. Now, those of you that are standing, close your eyes, and I want you to see the seed fully formed. I want you to see the book with your name on the cover. Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Isn't that awesome? That's for you. Yes, and that's for you, too. Give it up for Amber Joy and Tamarin. Aren't you glad? Now, now they took a risk. They partnered up together. They hadn't talked, the writer and the, and the artist, but do you see how much it transformed a lot of you out there? So this is important that we practice our creativity and that we see things j- start to happen in our lives. I know it's, it's Jill's heart, it's, it's Pastor Dave and Shirley's heart for you to grow and to see a creative movement happen here at this church. Okay, yes, all right. Okay, and who is this for? Uh,
4: the lady on the end in the second row.
3: The lady on the end in the second row, that's, he, yes, you just are standing up now. Come on forward. Thank you so much for coming. And what's your name? Janae, okay.
4: Janae, uh, God's face shines upon you, and he's called you as a leader to bring justice and moral excellence to the people, and you will be victorious. It's Judges 4, the prophetess Deborah, verses 4 and 5. For spiritual and natural Israel, the sun of righteousness has begun to shine upon you and is bringing forth life. No matter what or who is weighed against you, I tip the scale in your favor, for you are mine and precious in my sight.
3: So what does this mean to you, Janelle? Um, It means that sometimes I just
1: get torn in things, and I don't know whether I should say or not.
3: So, do you you have a a heart for justice? Yes. I think that God is calling you. I think that he's calling you to to be a woman that's going to serve him in justice and in making things right that are wrong. Is that a part of your destiny? Yes. Uh, I feel like, in fact, there's a lot of you, when when Pastor David was speaking, there's a lot of you that want to right wrongs and have a spirit of justice, not for 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 a lot of different reasons. If that's you, stand up. If you have a heart to make things right and and you really, and I know with this movement here, like in what we're going after, it's the intercession. It's also the point where God might want to use your creativity to transform culture in even the government or in different areas of society that you can make a difference in. And so, I want you to close your eyes if you're standing and online as well if this is you and I want you to picture that area where you, where you, where you want to make a right, I mean a wrong right. Just go ahead and picture that area. We talked about some this morning but just, just think about it. Holy Spirit, show them the area that is on your heart for them. And then I want you just to repeat after me and say, Jesus, I take authority over what has happened in this area. And Lord, use me creatively to see that shift. And I see it as it truly is in your eyes. You can open up your eyes. What just happened is that God wants you to point his truth in that direction. And you can paint it, you can declare it, you can write. Harriet Beecher Stowe was sitting in a pew at church when she wrote the book Uncle Tom's Cabin. There's so many other books that were written, C.S. Slows and others, uh, all around the planet that changed and shifted uh, governmental things that, that were needed. Does that make sense? So we just release on you in this room the fact that God's going to give you creative solutions. And it could be just you, you starting to pray, but then he opens up other doors. But point yourself in the direction of truth and what God sees in that way, and he's going to see it come about through you. So here it is. Thank you, Janelle. And, and you can have a seat. Thank you so much. Good job. Yeah. Perfect. Um, mine's for the lady... Right there at the white hair and the dark shirt. Chris is your name? Or Terry? Karen? I don't you. <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> is it Chris? Yeah. Terry. Uh, the Lord showed me um, you resting at night. And there was a list, a long list of prayer lists. And he said, just come to me in that place of rest. You don't even need to bring up them anymore. He knows them. <laughs> and uh, come and, and lay down your head and just go in that place with him. And all these things that have been on your mind and on this list are like, going to be taken care of. It's just going to
4: dissipate as you just spend time with him. <laughs> And the scripture is Matthew 6, 8. Your Father knows what you need before you ask. So pray, our Father which
3: art in heaven. (laughs) So what does that mean to you?
4: Well, it actually means a lot. (laughs) I have been up at night thinking about different things and um, just having a burden for different prayers um, as Pastor David prayed and... um, Also, um, I guess my own state, you know, for repentance and pursuit of holiness and just try to, you know, to enter into things we need to do now at this time. So thank you.
3: (laughs) Rest, Rest. how many of you have been burdened down? Raise your hands if you felt like you've been that way too, where your mind has been troubled or you've been burdened down. Uh, Just go ahead, raise your hand. That's you. Okay, and out there in the audience too, if there, even if the things that are happening around the world are burdensome, or you know, you just feel like, ah, oh, man, I just feel overwhelmed. Um, I feel like God wants to break through for you. Now, when Jesus came, everything changed. He had authority over the winds and the storm, and so right now we're going to do that right now. So, Father, we declare today for everyone who has burdens of feeling overwhelmed that, that cause confusion or doubt or anxiety, that cause us to not walk in the fullness of rest with you, I just put a blanket over you that God is with you and that his security is all that you need. And we break off the lie that says that circumstances dictate if we feel okay about ourselves we break that lie and that fear that things in this earth will overwhelm us and we won't be prepared we break off the lie that says that we have to walk in fear to prepare ourselves when you god have already won the victory and our hope is in you not in the circumstances our hope is in you so father i pray for rest for the body of christ and everybody said, "I just receive it. Just go right now, take off any cloak of darkness or like, or the fear, and just take it off. It's not yours. God calls us to clothe ourselves with compassion, and comfort, and peace. So there you go. Yes, that's for you. Okay, Lynn. By the way, Lynn is part of my team. Give it up for Lynn. She was my intern last year." Okay, Lynn, share with us who this is for. I'll come on the other side.
4: This, um, this is for Terry's friend in the burgundy sweater. Are you your sister? Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and th- this painting. <clears throat> This painting actually has two themes, primarily, one's for all of us, it's a, just a reminder of the nearness of the return of Jesus. So um, it's just uh, looking up, seeing his foot actually already extended <laughs> through the clouds. And uh, and then secondly, just um, for you in particular, it's, it's the proximity of his, um, you know, as you look up and my help draws nigh. He is in you, but he's always ready to come at your request. And just uh, believe that he's hearing you. He knows
3: what you're asking for. And it's yes. That's awesome. And we have someone who also wrote for you. All right. What the Lord gave me is that this is a natural foot with supernatural
4: footprints. Christ in you, the hope of glory conquers the earth with heaven's resources, power, and anointing. Psalm 105.11. Um,
3: just look that up and it'll tell you. Alright, so what does this mean to you?
4: <laughs> it means a lot because I really have sp- spent more and more time with with Jesus and I know he's right there with me, and no matter what, I'm never alone. That means a lot to me. And it's funny, when when I looked at that, that's right around where I've had this problem with my foot, and I've had MRIs, and doctors, and going to Winston, and all this stuff, and nobody can find what is wrong with me. And when I first looked at that, I thought, whoa, you know? So right now, I'm going to claim the healing on top of everything else. Thank you.
3: All right. So I, I have to tell you something quickly, because this is important for you to realize, is that prophetic art also heals. So we see this all the time at Bethel. Every week we see people get healed by creativity. And one of the one of the ways is art. And so I believe that she painted this because you're getting healed. And so I just released that upon you completely. And I'll release a testimony of an eight-year-old girl that I was speaking in It was Oregon. And this little girl who was 10 was just taught how to draw pictures for healing, and she drew two feet, and she drew a a car. And she also had a name, just like very specific. Well, this man, Harry, came up, and he had had problems in his feet ever since he was uh, three years old, and he was 48. And the doctors did not know what to do. So she had him stand on that painting, and he was completely healed. And so I just release that healing to you that God is in a good mood. He loves you. And He wants to heal your foot. So we just release healing to your foot in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. that's for you. Yeah. Yeah, come on. He's a good father. Aren't you glad you came this morning? He's a good dad. He loves us so much. So what transforms culture? What happens when we understand the power of God given to us through creativity? We can partner with what God's saying. We can bring heaven to earth. That's what you and I were destined to do in all different kinds of creative ways. Uh, My next slide, this is a painting I I did about seeds within your hands. And this is the scripture in Mark 4 Because the harvest has what? It's what? The harvest has come. I believe that everyone in this room, God has been weaving in you stories throughout your life to get you prepared for the harvest that is ready for you. I believe that this is your season. I believe that God has designed everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, in your life as a pattern for others to see the goodness of God. Because if God can work in my life through all the things that I am going through, then he can work in those lives that are out there. And that is the truth. What is in your hand? It is your testimonies. It is the power of what God has done in your life, through your life, that no one else has. And as you share, as you begin to water it through art, through dance, through fashion, through um, talking to people in your businesses, in your schools, as you begin to understand what he has in your hand, then you can be able to sow it. My next slide is a picture that you just saw of this man called the Happy Jesus that just seems to follow me wherever I go. I'm so glad that he, he's always with me. But the story behind this is interesting. When I was in high school and I was a senior and I had taken two art classes and my mom is an artist and my background is creat- I, I'm very creative, but I never saw that it was valuable to God. See, sometimes we think that our abilities or our passion is not valuable to God. Let's laugh at that. No, let's really laugh at that. There you go. Really laugh at that because that's what God uses to create the life that he wants to give out to us. So, I painted a painting of Jesus. And I had a friend who was on the yearbook committee and she was a photographer and she just took a photo of me and I'm thinking, "Well, yeah, she just probably was taking photos of everything." So, I opened up the cover of my yearbook. And when you opened up the cover, there I am holding a picture of Jesus in front of my high school. Two years later, I mean two years ago, and I lead up all the creative arts. I have many, many students that I oversee. I teach them on film and art and dance and fashion, every single form. Yes, food too. I know you all are hungry probably soon. Anyway, and so this one girl who worked with Heidi Baker was in my class. And she was doing our first year program. And I began to speak about film and she, got, and she realized that God had given her a desire to do film. She had never done film before. And so she created this movie after the next year called Compelled by Love, which I highly recommend to you by Shara Pradden. And as she did this, She called me because I had so influenced her. She goes, Teresa, could you do a picture of the happy Jesus for this film? Let me just help you understand. Why was it important for me when I was 18 years of age to create something that was a shadow of what God would have me do later on in my life to transform people all around the world? Why is that? Because God never makes a mistake. And the passions that are in you, the desires that you have, God wants to weave his pattern of how that can transform culture. Because it wasn't just given to you, but it was given to others. And when we get a hold of that truth, when we understand that our desire for sports, for education, for these different areas in our life is bigger than us, then we see the big picture, the puzzle of our lives, that that can be an inroad into touching so many other people. And it can create a transformation in culture. Because as people see the movie and as they see Happy Jesus, they're going to get a revelation that Jesus is happy and loves them and is not angry at them. My next slide is about Moravian Falls. I was there yesterday and I took this picture of the water just cascading down. And I know a lot of you that know about Moravian Falls, obviously, that are here know that sometimes it's just a trickle. Am I right? But see, in just a moment, God can make it abundant. In just a moment. In just a moment, the things in your life that you think are dead, that are not producing any fruit, in just a moment... Right now in this room, God is going to breathe his spirit upon every dream that you have, every passion that you have, and they're going to come to life because he wants a great harvest, and he wants his people ready, and he wants you to know that all those passions are so important to him. Loving Jesus, ministering, comes through who we are and not just through what we know about the Bible. You have ministry happening right now inside of you through who you are. And see, John Wesley and the Wesley brothers, they understood it. They understood, gosh, we've got to reach the common people in England. What are they into? Oh, gosh, they go to the pubs all the time. So what do they do? They listen to the songs that were popular in the pubs, And they changed them to hymns. So, all the hymns that you sing were were bar tunes. That's the power of creativity. Understanding what the culture is into and seeing that transformed into what they'll remember. Wow, and we get to partake of it because it's kingdomized, it's done in the presence of God. Amazing grace. Who loves that song? John Newton, a slave, a slave trader out in a boat, he gets a revelation about who God is and writes the song Amazing Grace. All of the things that are in your life that you think you're, you're so ashamed of can be used by God to transform culture. Are you getting excited? My next slide talks about God's presence and how it heals. So this was a painting that a person did in our healing rooms. And this person who had stage 4 cancer, she had two weeks to live. She comes somewhere because she hears that people get healing there. She's hungry. Just like so many others in Moravian Falls are hungry. And they need to know that this place heals place is creative. This is the place to come for miracles. So the person puts her right in front of this painting, and she looks at it, and all of a sudden the tumor that was in her brain oozes out of her ear. I know, Men of Black 3, all you guys are going, yuck, and some of you are going, ooh, that's cool. And she goes back to the doctor, and she was completely healed. Now this is, yeah, give it up for Jesus. And this is the power of the testimony. So uh, Benny Johnson, who is Pastor Bill's wife, holds that up in service that next Sunday. And there's this man who has, he's bipolar, he has depression. He suffered with it for, I think, My gosh, ever since he was about 13 years of age. So he looks at this painting, and he hears the testimony, and immediately he's healed. He doesn't have to take any more medication. He finishes our first and second year program, and now he's a prophetic artist seeing others get healed. Give it up for Jesus. My next slide says, well, where is that in scripture? What do you mean? Well, let's look at this in Numbers 21, verse 9. Now, this is Moses. The people are backbiting. They're really gossiping about him and about Aaron and Miriam. And so he, he talks to God, and God tells him to, 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 to do this right now. And so we'll read this verse. So Moses made a bronze serpent snake and put it on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, he lived. I have to ask you something. A lot of you out there, you might be going through a hard time. I mean, there might be issues like what happened to Moses where you feel trapped. But isn't it interesting that Moses was the one who made the bronze serpent, that when they looked at it, they were healed? Isn't that interesting that we can actually have a creative way that partnering with God and asking Him questions where we can bless those who curse us. Where we can creatively uh, bring about the presence of God in a difficult situation of pain, of sickness, of sorrow, of, of things that are happening that, that don't work out well. I had one person in my, uh, my art team who did this painting and this, these pastors They chose to take it, and they put it up in their hallway. And when people walked in, they were instantly healed. And so their son, who was backslidden, they basically um, prayed, and and they actually gave this to him as a present. And as he's unwrapping it, he goes, oh, my gosh, what's on this paper? It's hot. It's the presence of God. And when he opened it up, he received Christ. I'm just wondering, like, have we limited God because of doubt and fear? Have we become a victim and believed what the enemy said that we can't change the situations around us? When the little boy named David took three stones and slew Goliath? You inside have creative solutions that God's wanting to partner you with for anything and everything that you're facing. My next slide, I call it Holy Spirit-led creativity. So I'm up in Washington in January of last year. And as I'm there in Washington, I'm, I'm beginning, and Mary, why don't you make sure they're quiet over there? That'd be awesome. Um, and as they're, as they're going and as they're starting to work in this field in Washington, I'm one of the guest speakers there at this conference. And as I'm there, there's a—I um, hear about a tragedy, and you probably heard about it. There was a school in Marysville where there was a, a man who was—a fi- boy who was 14 or 15 that shot and killed about four or five people within his high school. Just like what happened in Oregon— only this was in high school. And the whole church, was in. An, they, were, they were hurt. They didn't know what to do. And so the Lord spoke to me, and I painted this horse. And I, I said, I want this to go to the family of the shooter. And so the pastor gave it to this family. And three months later, he emailed me, and he goes, this is the impact that your painting had when we gave it we found out that the the youngest brother who was a year younger than him had been severely hurt because of all that had happened and so he was being persecuted and bullied and made fun of and the whole family was ostracized and the little and the boy who was 13 said The only hope I had was every day coming home from school and looking at this painting and saying, my brother's life meant more than all this pain. And it healed his heart. And he came to the Lord and he got completely healed. Now, this is the power we have. That we can take a very difficult situation and we can begin to say, Lord, what do I have to transform that? And that's what he has. So, Lord, we speak to what has happened in Oregon and Roseburg. And we pray that you would bring the minstrels. We pray that you would bring the artists. We pray that you would bring those around them to surround them with hope. And, God, that you would heal that, that pain of losing their children, losing those, those young lives, and, that, and, that, and even the teacher, Father, because, we, because they stood up. So, God, we just ask for creative ways that we can shift and we can change that through your power. And everybody said, amen. Um, my next slide talks about Hood River in Oregon as well. And Hood, Hood River, Oregon was a place where I went to, and there was a, a mayor that came to my creative conference in that area, and, and see, I began to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do to touch this man? Well, he had a son who wasn't walking with God. So I said, well, hey, we're doing some hikes in this area. What if we took him along? So my team of about 20 began to talk to him, prophesy over him. And then I asked the mayor on Saturday during one of my workshops, I said, so what place in your city do you want to touch? Would you like to see change? And he goes, oh, this one one restaurant, because they always feed the poor with their food. And I said, that's awesome. What if we brought flowers that we just created, cards? What if we just blessed him? And he goes, you mean the church would bless him? And I said, yeah. So that afternoon, we went down there, and also the mayor's son also went on, this, on an outreach with us, and he was doing balloons and giving away to tattoo parlors. I mean, we were touching every place in the city. And... The owner of this restaurant came down just because we were there, and he was crying and sobbing that somebody cared about what he was doing for the poor. And that Sunday morning, I painted this painting for him because I said he was like the lion over the Columbian Gorge, the mayor. And he said, I'm going to put that in my office. That's the power of prophetic art. And I said, well, could I talk to your son and your family afterward? So I talked to them after church, and I said to his son, I said— Boy, you have seen something different this weekend, haven't you? He goes, Yeah. And you have found that people really love God and, and really touch people out in the marketplace, huh? And goes, Oh yeah. And I said, Would you like to give your life to Jesus? And he said, Yeah. And right there we prayed with with the mayor crying, his wife crying, and the and the, the son is crying. And then we got a text from the son as we're leaving that area and said, I don't know what you prayed for me and what you did, but I feel better than when I'm on drugs. (laughs) And we said, yeah, the Holy Spirit's always better than any drug. But that's the power of, of creativity in transforming a city. That's the power of what you can do as you partner together to see the presence of God come. My next slide talks about seeds produce life. See, one of the things that happens is like we can see seeds happen, but as we grow, that little sprout becomes life. And there are you that are in this room right now that you feel called to transform this area through your creativity. And I just, if that's you, I want you to stand through anything, through music, through art, through dance, through any fashion, through any kind of way, writing, I want you to stand because your seeds are going to be scattered like this flower. You've already, God's already given you a dream. He's already given you something and I just want to breathe life to you right now. That's awesome. So good. Wow! There's lots of sunflowers in here with lots of seeds. Put out your hands. Father, I release... A kingdom renaissance in Moravian Falls and in North Carolina. Mm. I release, whoa, the power of God mm, to see, whoa, these seeds that are inside of you not only grow, but become a mighty harvest. And I want you to reach out your hands to heaven and receive, and just repeat after me and say, I receive the blueprint from heaven. To see the seeds of my creativity transform others. It wasn't just meant for me to enjoy, but it was meant for the harvest. So I receive this in Jesus' name. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Oh, there it is. Wow. Oh, there it is. Wow. And God's going to give you dreams and visions for what's next. And he's going to take you by the hand, and he's going to show you those that need a touch from him. And there's going to be a holy, mighty revival, and the arts are going to be reclaimed. They're going to be reclaimed. And fashion will actually um, bring about purity. There's going to be shifts in the atmosphere because you are reclaiming it for God beyond what you could ever ask or imagine, so just reclaim it now, take it back, because it's holy to the Lord, and he wants to invade that area, because that's how we transform culture, whoever is leading in creativity are the transformers of culture, and it's time that the church got it back, so we asked for this, and everybody said, you can have a seat, wow, this is good stuff, you're having fun, so the next slide. So we are reclaiming the creative power that God has given us in music, in art, in writing, in media. Aren't you glad we're streaming? Aren't you glad that Bethel streams? Aren't you glad that you can there's so much. There's Google, there's there's so much YouTube, there's so much stuff that's creative. Film, fashion, photography and dance. But what if it all glorified God? What if it brought healing? What if it brought transformation? What if what a father really is from God's perspective was restored? My friends, this is the hour. If we want to see a great harvest, what would Paul be doing today? He would be on Facebook. He would be on Instagram. Because he would want to win as many as possible. He would use the creativity of the day and he would inspire others to see how the message can be transformed in so many different ways. And this is important. Art is the signature of civilization. I can go to any country and create an art piece and they all understand. Music, dance is in every culture. This is what God wants us to understand. My next slide talks about until two is coming to pass. God is releasing it upon the earth. Bethel Music is on iTunes, and it's on the charts. I mean, guys, it's coming. It's here. It's here. This mighty revival is here. He's awakening the saints to prophesy. He's awakening these dreams. Whoa! He's pouring out his presence on his sons and his daughters. My next slide talks about that God wants all the nations to come. He wants them to have the living epistles. He wants Acts to be a continuing journey so that there's an Acts Moravian account of what God's doing across the earth. My next slide talks about the fact I did this painting because I felt like, and this is just a personal thing for me because I love the church so much, But I feel like sometimes we know ourselves here really well, but we don't know how to go out into the marketplace and reflect who we really are. And it would be like having a wedding and the bride not showing up. How many of you would be disappointed? I'm sure the groom would be disappointed, but how many of you would be disappointed? Because that's the center of the wedding. Well, I have news for you. God wants the bride to come out, to come out of hiding. And before the bride walks down the aisle, the songs have to be sung, the flowers have to be arranged, the dress, the fashion has to come about, the food has to be prepared. All of the arts are involved in showing off the bride of Christ so that the whole earth goes, oh, that's what I want to be like. I want to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. I want to know this bride that would adorn her bri- the, br- the bridegroom to adorn the bride so well. That's what he's wanting you and I to know. And so uh, in closing, I, I just wanted to uh, prophesy and give this painting right now to um, David and Shirley. So come on up here, David and Shirley. And this is a painting I did of, um, of an eagle. I, I think she's coming to hold it up, yeah of the eagle. And in this painting, I, I wanted to give you both a prophetic word that the Lord is preparing up three nests. I saw this being one nest, and um, and I saw three eaglets. And I feel like you have a heart, uh, Pastor David and Shirley, for, um, for three different areas. Like, I think it's like here, but I think there's other n- nations, other countries that he has a heart for you to plant what's happening in other nations because you're really called to the harvest. But he calls you his eagle, Pastor David. And he calls you, like you, you have pastored well, but your heart is also to gather others around. And so this is for you. And then we also have a writing for you too as well. It says... Um, the wings and winds of God will shelter you through life's storms with great strength, power, and grace. And the title is Sheltered Through, through the Storm. So that's for you. And then, yeah, and then um, Mary has a song that she'd like to release for you as well. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: He's calling you higher because you're laid down lovers. He's calling you higher unto himself. Like the wings of the eagles, he's taking you higher. He's all you need. He's all you need. You carry his love and he is so pleased. You carry his heart. He smiles over you. He loves you. He loves you. He wraps you in his embrace. You've got this. You've got this. You've got everything you need. In Jesus' name.
3: All right, so so what is the, what is the painting and what does the... The word and the music means you both of you. You Well, it means a lot to us
4: because it's so much our heart over all the decades that we've been in ministry is all about the harvest, all about bringing in the lost, and um, and seeing in a big way. Um, Yeah.
0: Oh, I just the nations the three I saw that that that's real and yeah. revival in the nation a great awakening yeah. and uh, so thank you yeah,
3: and, and one of the things about an eagle is that eagle can fly so high and see for so long and I believe that your eye is like an eagle that there's many nations and things that God's gonna even give you but I felt like uh, you needed to know that that God's heart for you is to see and to go higher during this next season. And I felt like sometimes you felt discouraged because you haven't been able to go up there. And I believe that God's going to give you a, a trip coming up that is really going to give you a chance to see the fullness of your call in even a deeper way. And so I just release that to you. And, um, and just put your hands forward toward them. Lord, I, I also ask, Father, <clears throat> that God, this new level of what you're doing in this church of creativity, this new level of what they can take out in the marketplace and in the nations would just begin to flourish. And David, we just receive, wow, whoa, we just receive you as a a pastor, but also we release you to be um, an eagle, to go to the heights, to see what God is doing, and surely we just release your creativity we release your art, we release your creativity in so many different ways just to flourish and your dreams for the nations too, to just arise. And everyone said? Amen. Isn't that good? Give it up for them again, church. Aren't they amazing? We're going to close and I'm going to just have you all stand. And uh, the next slide is a declaration that we're going to have because we want to grow and declaring helps the Word of God to come inside of us and the presence of God to come. So let's say it with power and passion, and we'll start with Father. Ready? Father, fill our imaginations with supernatural creativity and wisdom to see every culture transformed through creativity, through your presence, so that they can hear you speak to them through your love for me. I ask for my creativity to flourish, thanking you that I was born to create. I declare kingdom creativity in art centers to produce images, entertainment, and writing that build faith and impart life as we create for your glory. I declare heavenly revelation for inventions strategies, and ideas that answer questions the world is asking. I ask for presence-based arts that impart heaven's creativity and supernatural power. Next slide. I see new provision, strategies, and resources to create and invent things that will end the crises and problems in our day. I declare renewed imagination to find strategies for new businesses that showcase the arts, create new jobs, and provide services so that no artist will go hungry. I declare nations unlocked to use their supernatural creativity to restore dignity, wealth, and honor back to what God has intended for that nation. I declare that my creative voice will align with heaven and partner to see the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God. I declare creative arts and entertainment centers to give to the poor and create jobs and income for sustained growth. Father, let my creative DNA seeds bring a great harvest of souls for the kingdom. And everybody said, amen. Give it up for Jesus. I'm going to give this back to Pastor David, but if you were at my um, creative arts uh, conference on Friday, just come on down here because we want you to impart what you received. So because I prayed for you, I want you to come on down here. So if you were there, just come on down, and we want you just to receive and give them just whatever it is that God shows you and release the creative power of God on them. And then I'll be back there if you want any product as well. But put your hands out toward God. Jesus, I just pray for a download like the waters of the rain of your presence to give us creative solutions and ideas that empower us to see who we truly are. And everybody said, Thank you so much.
0: God bless you. Hey, this was tremendous. And uh, there's going to be a lot of good fruit from Teresa being here this weekend. Fruit that remains. Hey, we want to just encourage you to come, let someone pray with you, be in agreement, and let them impart uh, what's been imparted to them. Also, we do want to receive an offering. So there'll be some, um, Alicia, if you guys could be at the doors, if you'd like to give an offering to Teresa. It's, uh, obviously expensive to come from Reading, but uh, go ahead and put some music in, but we will receive an offering as you go out. You can just write it to the gathering, and we'll make sure this offering goes to her and her ministry. But God bless you guys. Thanks for coming. What a great day. Awesome. And let someone pray with you before you leave.